Illini will inbound it. Drew Casey will look to inbound. Devontae Williams with a catch of the backcourt. He will stand right there, hold on to it. Game clock will run out. The regular season is done. The Illini close the regular season with a win at Rutgers. 75-62 is the final. And victory, Illinois, here today as we head for the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, and you got to be feeling good because some of the key guys that, uh, you know, Finky's uh, had some health issues with the concussion. He's coming on strong. And Aaron Jordan, he plays like this in the tournament. Who knows what, what could happen? Who knows indeed? The Illini with the first road win of the season at a neutral site win over Missouri back in December. Otherwise, the Illini have not had much success away from the State Farm Center this season. Not much success overall, but the Illini get the 75-62 win. Avoid uh, Rutgers pulling off a last uh, regular season game win like last year. Uh, and they mentioned heard Finke 19 points, 14 points for LeRon Black, despite having four fouls and only playing 17 minutes. The Illini had several guys with four fouls. Mark Allstork fouled out. Um, 47 total fouls for the the Illini and uh, and uh, Rutgers today with the Illini again went 75-62. Michael Kaiser, Evan Kahn with you in the game day studios. The Illini just a few days away from beginning Big Ten tournament play and Evan just some, a confidence booster. You know, coming off of Purdue, a game that was a, a tough loss but a hard-fought loss and a game that you definitely take something from. A rapid reaction here. Uh, brought to you by Cozad Asset Management and Stocks Office Furniture. You lost the game. It's not a. It's not a. You know, it, it's a game that you did lose, but you saw how well you can play against a really, really good team. So that helps your confidence. And then you get a road win for the first time this season, going into the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, uh, one of those games. I think this was one of those that we we thought that we should win, and we did. It looked like Illinois was in control the whole time, and, and you said it that Purdue game, the first half of that Michigan State game, this this last week of the season, two and two results, uh, not not the best, but the way the team was playing on the floor, you you were encouraged by how what you saw and especially today you know that 13 point win like you said first road win of the year just a nice way to close out the regular season for the Illini yeah it definitely is and it just you haven't been able to get wins you've been close in so many games we don't need to recap all of those uh the Illini have just you know three overtime losses in conference play another game where Nebraska hit a three just before the horn uh Illinois otherwise Illinois beats Nebraska twice and Nebraska's fifth in the Big Ten and winning right now over Penn State they were a little bit ago uh, there's several scenarios out there. We'll break those down as uh, as we go throughout the day today in terms of if Illinois wins Wednesday, who they play Thursday, and so on beyond that. Um, some things could really bounce in Illinois' favor, but we'll break all that down for you as much as we can here in the Fasters, et cetera, postgame show. Give us your thoughts on the victory, on the season, and in looking ahead of the Big Ten tournament. The, uh, the Illini looking good so far. We'll, we'll have to see, even though it's the season's going to end next week regardless, unless Illinois wins the Big Ten tournament, uh, still like a strong finish to the season. The PNC Bank fan line, 356-9397. Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 351-5357. You can also tweet at us today using the hashtag PNC Bank Illini. The WDWS Twitter account is WDWS1400 Nebraska right now beating Penn State 23-10, to and I would like to think that Nebraska or Penn State is out of the NCAA tournament with a third straight loss, Evan, because they were kind of hovering anyway, and three straight losses probably puts them out of the NCAA tournament, barring a long run next week. Yeah, with the with the Big Ten being not as strong as it typically is, and I think they're 19-11 and 11 right now, their non-conference wasn't the best. This is one of those games that you, you have to have to – 
convince the tourney because I don't know if Nebraska is even considered in. They were one of the first four out going into this week, so we'll have to look that up as we yeah. go through this because Joe Joe Lenardi changes those every you know <laughs> every five minutes, especially this time of year when a lot of games are going on. Conference tournaments really get underway this week. I know the Missouri Valley Conference tournament gets underway this week. Uh, right now, Nebraska twelve and five in the Big Ten, and as a, they have been on the outside looking in. Uh, a 13 and five conference record if the Cornhuskers win today and they still could miss the NCAA tournament. I know Tim Miles said last week uh, when they lost Illinois, he said we were worried about the NCAA tournament coming in. Now, so yeah, we're worried, and they lost Illinois. So we'll have to see how that shakes out for Nebraska. Only four teams in the Big Ten guaranteed to get in. Obviously, Michigan State, Ohio State, Purdue, and Michigan. Only one more, maybe, after that, and you're talking five out of 14 basically a third that's not a good showing for the big 10 here this season we'll take a time out more of your got some phone calls and texts coming up next stay with us on the fasteners etc post game show the following program is an exclusive sports presentation of news talk 1400 and light rock 97.5 news gazette media station <laughs> Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for Fighting Illini Athletics. News Talk 1400, WDWS, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS. Now, it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Fasteners Etc. is your partner in inventory management. Call us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397 or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Jumper is oh. good. Count it, and he's fouled. Hey, there's a little move we haven't yeah, seen a lot of. Yeah, Finky. Finky uh, kicked it back out, and then he went back down in there again. And Finky uh, just did his uh, a sweet uh, fall away. Jay and uh, Freeman uh, got him right on the elbow. Great play. Finky with the and one. 24-21 Illinois. 25-21 Illinois. Well, it's good to see him. You know, just get that ball in the basket. He. Definitely good to see that ball go in the basket for Michael Finke. Had played for, missed four games due to that concussion. Uh, slowly got his way back. Did a little bit against Purdue, but 19 points today against the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Michael Finke, 6 of 10 shooting, 2 of 4 from the field, 5 of 7 from the line. Also six boards in 27 minutes. Only committed two fouls. One of the few guys that played significant minutes for the Illini who didn't have a ton of fouls today. The Illini had 26 fouls. Michael Finke with a great game, something the Illini needed with LeRon Black only playing 17 minutes. And with Trent Frazier, he played 31 minutes, but he had foul trouble, so was never really able to get into a rhythm. Uh, Michael Kaiser, Evan Kahn with you back in the Fasteners, et cetera, post-game show. Uh, Evan, I, I don't know where the Illini would have been without Michael Finke's uh, performance today. Yeah, and you saw something that Finke really hasn't done this year. He was doing it inside and outside Uh he really, since Big Ten play started, I don't know, maybe one or two games he had a big game, and 
if he did, it was either getting to the line or made a couple threes. And in this one, he, he was doing it across the board, like you said, 6 of 10 from the field, 2 of 4 from deep when he's only shooting 29% from threes this year. Uh, really nice to see that. Really nice to for Illinois to have that inside presence, especially with Ebo. Didn't he just looked a little lost there today? So Mike Finke stepping up the redshirt junior. Well, the entire uh, bench stepped up today. Twenty, uh, thirty-seven points and twenty rebounds from the bench. Uh, Rutgers only had five bench points, and that's what you need, especially when you've got two of your big guys in foul trouble and not playing enough. I mean, Frazier played 31 minutes, but he just was never able to really get going uh, today due to that. I mean, Trent Frazier today only took uh, – he took 10 shots, eight three-pointers, but just didn't shoot the ball well, had those foul, the foul trouble, and Laurent Black only the 17 minutes once again. So you had to have someone else step up, and it wasn't just Michael Finke today. Yeah, Michael Finke, uh, Aaron Jordan chipping in 15 off the bench, uh, five boards as well. Uh, DeMonte Williams – I don't know. He he doesn't score, but it seems like every game that he plays significant minutes, he's the most valuable. He got eight boards that first half whenever he came in, that the end of the first half, he was just all over the floor helping out, passing it and whatever. So the bench today definitely definitely saved the day with the foul trouble. Yeah, the bench saved Illinois. Illinois did not want to finish the season for the second straight season, the regular season, I should say, losing at Rutgers. Of course, Illinois last year uh, was winning by 10 in the second half, and then Freeman, Freeman made a three to win the game with several seconds to go, and Illinois lost. Illinois could have been on a five-game winning streak. Had they played better against Michigan, maybe even beaten Michigan in the first round of the Big Ten tournament, which I don't think the outcome of that game would have changed. Michigan was just mentally at another level from what they went through the day before with a plane accident. Uh, had Illinois beat Rutgers, had Illinois beat Michigan, I think Illinois probably is in the NCAA tournament last year. Not guaranteed. I think they would have been hovering right on the line. And had they won Friday, they definitely would have been in, I think. But uh, Illinois lost to Rutgers and just got blown out by Michigan. And then John Gross was removed a couple days later. Well, a couple days later, and that was all she wrote for that for that staff. Michael Finke uh, this season has really just, as you mentioned, up and down. He had 19 points today, but his previous game against Purdue, he had two. Wisconsin on February 8th again, he missed four games, only had four points. Ohio State in Columbus, he had eight points. His last double-digit game was against Rutgers on January 30th. He had 11. Prior to that, against Nebraska at Nebraska on January 15th, he had 16 points. So other than that, Michael Finke has not had any double figures in Big Ten play, only two points against Northwestern and eight against Maryland. He's had double-figure games against other teams that were not Power 5 opponents, uh, especially early on in the year. And so Michael Finke has been up and down this year, but Illinois needed him today in the worst way with Leron Black not playing a lot. And Leron... <laughs> Proceeded to hit a couple threes, had eight quick points, and then picked up his fourth foul. I mean, so the guy, you know, was just cold as ice on the bench and comes in and just hits threes. I mean, is this guy now a sharpshooter? Seems like it. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll take it. Leron Black getting it done in the in the few minutes he was able to play that. Fourteen points in seventeen minutes, pretty impressive. Let's go to the phones here. The PNC Bank fan line three five six nine three nine seven. The Castle Heating and Cooling text line three five one five three five seven. Let's go to our good friend Simeon. Simeon, good afternoon. How are you? Hey, how are you guys doing today? Not too bad. Feeling pretty good. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good, too. I was glad to see that we got a uh, road win, even though it was our last road win. Uh, I was very happy to see uh, Jordan and Finky have great games, um, good games. And um, 
hopefully this will carry on and they'll uh, continue to to shoot well uh, in the games that we are able to play in going forward. Um, I just um, I was excited. I know that um, our fan base can be a little down sometime, but this is encouraging uh, for next year as well. So uh, I just uh, called to touch bases with you guys today. That's pretty much it. Oh, Simeon, thanks so much. Uh, enjoy the rest of your evening, and uh, we'll probably hear from you again on Wednesday. Absolutely. All right. Have a good night. Take care. You too. That's Simeon. Calls in after every Bastards, et cetera, post-game show. Always appreciate his contributions to this show. And, again, uh, and let's make this clear. We're not celebrating a good season. I mean, there's, record-wise, there's not a whole lot to celebrate. Illinois is now 14-17, and 4-14 uh, four and 14 in the Big Ten. You know, but it's about how Illinois finished the season. Uh, not only did Illinois leave at least four games on the table that they should have won, not could have. There's a difference there. It's a key word. You could, A lot of teams could say, oh, I could have won this game, or we could have won that game. Illinois should have won four other conference games, which gives them eight conference wins this season. Losing three overtime games, one of those blowing a 20-point first half lead to Iowa. And I realize teams come back all the time, but Iowa's not a good basketball team. They have Bohannon and Cook and a few other nice role pieces. Other than that, Iowa is not very good. You're at home. You're up 20, up 13 at the break. You have to finish a bad team off, and then and Bohannon just went off for 29 against Illinois. If you get if you inbound the ball against Maryland or you rebound the ball, you win that game. But anyway, we're not going to break down all those. But so Illinois could have had it should have had eight conference wins this season, and I think. The way Illinois finished the season, they looked better on the offensive end. Stagnant at times today, though. The the assist-to-field goal ratio today wasn't nearly as good as it's been of late. Uh, the last couple games, especially Michigan State and Purdue, like against Michigan State at halftime, they had 10 field goal, 10 assists on 11 field goals. That's pretty efficient. you know. But Illinois is starting to figure this offense out a little bit, I think. Yeah, and I think Coach Underwood touched on it in the postgame show Um it, it it really is just getting familiar with the system, especially compared to what the majority of these guys played in under Coach Gross. And really before that, I, I doubt there's too many high school systems running this kind of thing. So so these guys are pretty much learning a new way of playing basketball, and they've been getting those those first cutters like he talked about in the post game. They've been getting those a lot more often, and, and the the assist to turn or assist assist to turnover as well. Uh, the TV talk about it I think they only had 11 turnovers in the three games last week combined something like that don't quote me on that but they I might they're, they're growing as a team and, and it showed up this last week it gives you it gives you positives and hope for the future and like you said we're not we're, we're not happy about how how this season played out ending up under 500 but you're not you're, you're not out at least there's something to look forward to next year Rutgers finished the game with no field goals in the last three minutes and 36 seconds. One of their last 10 from the field, the Scarlet Knights, and 0 for their last five. So Rutgers uh, just could not uh, finish this game at all. Illinois was able to kind of coast to the victory today. Led Illinois led by as many as 15 in the second half uh, to get that easy victory on the road. Can't say that in the Big Ten very often, and you couldn't say win on the road for the Illini in or out of conference play the entire season. Let's go to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 351-5357, the PNC Bank fan line, 356-9397. 217 Texter says, no travel issues. Rutgers and Nebraska looking like our future opponents. Can we hope for the Atlanta to make the Big Ten quarterfinals? Well, 
again, there's several scenarios we're breaking down as we go. Nebraska is just throttling Penn State right now, 32 to 15, with two minutes to go in the first half. And the Penn State, I think, of late, Evan uh, Michael Kaiser, Evan Kahn, with you, is just maybe demoralized a little bit uh, after the Nittany Lions blew out Ohio State 79-56. Penn State lost at Purdue by three, 76-73. Lost at home to Michigan by nine, and getting just blown out today. And uh, I think they're out of just. I'm not saying they're out of gas. That's the easy. But I think maybe mentally they're just kind of losing a couple games of late. Maybe took a little bit of wind out of their sails. Yeah, and you see that happen with some teams. And especially, like you said, you lose by three to Purdue, and that's um, – They back. win that game, and they're, they're a lock for the NCAA tournament than the Nittany Lions are. Right, and especially because that's whenever Purdue is down. So you know they probably went into that game thinking, all right, we get this one, we're going to the tourney, and then they end up barely losing it, and then they lose that next one, and now – they're back on their heels playing for their lives, per se, and, and maybe that's that's affecting how they're playing on the court. Well, the uh, Illinois right now, because uh, also you got to wait to see what happens in the Iowa game to see exactly where Illinois finishes today um, to get that to get that full field and try to pull up that score here. Iowa plays uh, later on tonight at 6.30 against Northwestern. So if Iowa wins that game, Iowa finishes 4-14. and 14. Uh, and to tie Illinois. So if it, Iowa wins, Illinois and Iowa plays in the 12-13 game on Wednesday, and that's that'll be Illinois' matchup. And most likely Nebraska is going to win this game today. So then Illinois would play Michigan on on the next day if Illinois plays Iowa and beats Iowa. Really? Yeah. That that's on Thursday though, and then so that that'd be tough to make the quarterfinals. I'd prefer to not play Michigan. <laughs> Another text uh, from uh, Benny. I'm breathing with a sigh of relief. Thank goodness the Illini won at Rutgers today. Brian and Champagne really proud of the team. They closed out the last four games very respectable and gave it, it their all. Great way to finish and great momentum for next year. I feel 100% better than I felt midseason. Go Illini. That's from Brian and Champagne on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. I would say I feel a lot better myself, uh, and as does the team probably, than, than they felt in midseason. Um, but they could still get some more more momentum heading into the offseason with a win on Wednesday and a, maybe even a win on Thursday. I don't know if they can make the quarterfinals. Let's just see how the bracket shakes out. Brian and Nebraska, nice win. Happy to close the regular season on a good note. Good to see guys like Lucas and Finky stepping up when we need them, especially with all the foul trouble. Thanks, TV Ted. Question is, is there a more frustrating player in recent history than Kipper Nichols? He does something great, then watches a loose ball roll past his feet or jogs after it. He's got all the physical tools, skills, size, but his motor is always stuck in first gear. Last two thoughts. Number one, Tijon made a free throw. He's actually, the last couple of games, made his free throws look good doing it. Uh, two, was there ever more fitting play than Allstork fouling out with under 10 seconds left? Talk about one play representing entire season. He's 1B to Kipper's 1A. That's Brian in Nebraska. And, uh, yeah, the Mark Allstork foul troubles just um, – yeah, they speak for themselves. I, the fouls from way away from the basket, though a lot of uh, players in the line I have done that this season. All right, let's get a check of the uh, body and soul scoreboard here. Uh, get the latest from from around the country. The Big Ten top 25 and some Illini, other Illini action this weekend, including Illini women's basketball. Uh, Evan Gaunt, break it down for us. Yeah, we'll start in the Big Ten. We've been talking about it now at half. Nebraska leads Penn State. They've doubled up Penn State 34-17. to Earlier today, some finals. Purdue beat Minnesota 84-60. to And Michigan State squeaked out one against Wisconsin 68-63. They played 
pretty well here down the stretch as well, Wisconsin. Yeah, they really have. Uh, they, they finished the season strong after a really slow start. Uh, and and went, they gave Michigan State everything that the Spartans could handle today. Yeah, and one more Big Ten game to go today. We talked about that one as well. At 6.30, Iowa takes on Northwestern. That's over at Carver-Hawkeye Arena. Some other Illinois events going on today. The baseball team, they got a victory over VCU 7-4 out in South Carolina. And the women's tennis team, number five right now, they just keep rolling along. They won the Blue Crate Blue Gray National Invitation Tennis Classic. I don't know. It's got all kinds of names. It's a big deal, though. The women, they've. I don't know if they had this these expectations going into the season, but they just keep winning against these top teams. Yeah, and then a, a really highly touted recruiting class, which has uh, helped uh, the, the women's tennis team out. But the men's tennis team also ranked in the top ten. And I think it's seven. They're playing. They played today. I haven't seen the latest from them. Yeah, um, we will check in on some of those Illinois scores. Top. 25 scores coming up in a bit. Uh, a big final in the Houston game. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, the uh, women's basketball team uh, lost to Minnesota today, 84-75 on senior day. And uh, waiting for the Illini, the men's tennis team ranked seventh in the country, lost to Kentucky today, four to three. That just happened a little, just a little bit ago. Uh, so Kentucky, about about an hour ago, I guess. Kentucky took down the Illini today, but the Illini. Playing some really uh, tough competition throughout the season, dropping a match today. We'll have uh, more of your phone calls and texts coming up. The PNC Bank fan line, 356-9397. Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 351-5357. Got keys to the game to get to. More scoreboard updates. The peak in insurance beyond the expected play. All coming up. Stay with us on the Fasteners, Etc. Postgame Show. You're listening to the Fasteners, Etc. Postgame Show. Join the conversation by calling us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. for the half. Jordan in the left wing as the Illini get a second offensive rebound on this possession. Jordan gets a pick from Ebo. Steps back beyond the three-point line and knocked it down. Aaron Jordan had three the other night against Purdue. His first three today. And the Illini take the lead at 9-8. Illinois. And now Jordan buries the three from the left wing. And a timeout for Rutgers. And Aaron Jordan has eight points in this ballgame. And with 3.30 left in the first half, it's Illinois 31, Rutgers 26. Yeah, it's the Jordan and Finky show coming off the bench. Well, they really are. Finky with a total of eight points. Jordan off the bench with two threes, and he's got eight. The bench mob taking over for the Illini today. Um, Aaron Jordan, Michael Finky. Both is having a great performance. 15 for Aaron Jordan, five rebounds. We previously mentioned that. 19 and six for Michael Finke, and those two were just huge in the victory for the Illini over Ruck over Rutgers. 75-62. The regular season finale goes the way of the Illini. The first road win of the season for Illinois. The bench, 37 points and 20 rebounds. We'll probably mention that several times. Definitely worth mentioning 
uh, when you get that kind of production off the bench. And a lot of that was due to the starters getting in foul trouble. Ron Black had four fouls. Mark Allstork fouled out. Trent Frazier had four fouls. Tijon Lucas had four fouls. However, Frazier and Lucas both played 30 minutes or more uh, between the two of them. Uh, Lucas with another tremendous performance as well today. Uh, not huge in numbers, but just just running the offense. Big fan of Tijon Lucas, as everyone knows by now. So the Illinois once again four and fourteen to finish the uh, regular season, fourteen and seventeen, and uh, overall here in the 2017-2018 season, the first one under Brad Underwood. PNC Bank fan line three five six nine three nine seven. The Castle Heating and Cooling text line three five one five three five seven. Brent in Belleville, woo! How big was that with the Aaron Jordan offensive rebound off the kipper missed free throw just before four minutes to go in the game. Kicks it out and gets himself a backdoor layup play of the game. I had my head down looking at the computer saving things, so I actually didn't get to see that. Uh, that's the sometimes the downside to back here cutting highlights is you don't get to see those kind of things. But uh, yeah, that was just uh, I'm aware of that play and that was really. The last couple of games I've seen Aaron Jordan be more active with, with certain things. He's not just shooting threes. He's not just settling for threes and uh, he's because he's not was not getting open and he's just trying to find other ways to score. Yeah, against I think it was Purdue, if I'm remembering right, whenever he had the steal and he took it all the way mm-hmm. with the dunk. Uh, I think that was a big play that stood out to me. And ever since then, yeah, his his en- I don't energy is a bad word because you can't really judge somebody's energy. But he, he just looks like a different player here the last couple games. He He's looking, like you said, to just help anyway for offensive boards today. Um, I know that's an emphasis of the offense that they have and – and good for him for for stepping up here late and and getting back to that early season form where everybody thought that he might break out this year. And, and he's really been doing it here these last couple games. Yeah, Aaron Jordan against Purdue the other night. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it was a dunk or not on the breakaway, but it might have been a, either way. It was an and one. Uh, Aaron Jordan only had three points in that game, didn't take a lot of shots. Uh, I feel like he played more than that. I don't know. He only had eight minutes against Purdue. Did that even – I th- probably because of the way the game was going, but that play and there's been some other plays of late where I've seen him do other things and shoot the three, and that's kind of what I'm getting at. And that's what he's going to have to do because teams are just they're focused on him shooting the three, and the teams know that if he's open, he's going to make it, and they're just not letting him be open right now. Uh, so again, at the half, uh, Nebraska 34-17 over Penn State, uh, kind of kind of has implications on how Illinois' schedule will shape, you know, shake out to move throughout the week. And, of course, also the Iowa game later on also has a factor in to how, how things will go as we go throughout the, the Big Ten tournament out in Madison Square Garden in New York. Well, it's time for the uh, another uh, Pekin Insurance Beyond the Expected Play, brought to you by Pekin Insurance. For beyond the expected coverage and service, contact an, ind- an independent Pekin Insurance agent today. Visit PekinInsurance.com. We go a lot of different ways with this. So we've talked about Michael Finke and Aaron Jordan a lot. Uh, those were the, those guys were the they played really well today. And Evan, I don't, I'm not really sure which direction to go with this. We could really go either way. Um, I'm going to go with LaRon Black's three because he sat on the bench the entire game and this comes in and hit two straight threes for LaRon Black. 55-52, Illinois Black trying to answer for three on the right wing and the big young man from Memphis nails it and the Illini lead again is six at 58-52 and LaRon ought to have fresh legs because he hadn't played very much today. It's just amazing to see him (laughs) knocking down threes and uh, I mean, he's right now, he's the best three-point shooter on the team. Well, he's shooting 51% coming in from beyond the arc. And- 
Yeah, that was a, a big-time three by Leron Black, his second three that he hit, and really stretched the lead a little bit because Rutgers you know, were exchange, you know, trading baskets and Rutgers got within three points, a couple points here and there, and that really where the game started to turn a little bit, where Illinois was able to start to stretch the lead out and maybe start to pull away a little bit. Right. Well, he, he made the two threes, and I think he might have had a layup in there mm-hmm. or maybe a little later. So, so those quick eight points, and that's kind of whenever Rutgers started falling off and they weren't quite hitting as many shots, it 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 – May have taken the the wind out of their sails, if as they say or whatever. Just Leron step coming back in, and he just does what he does. He gets buckets. Well, and and Leron shortly thereafter picked up his fourth foul, and so he left the game again. Yeah. But Illinois led fifty eight fifty two after that, and the next thing you know, the lead is sixty four fifty three, and Illinois got an eleven point lead. And uh, Rutgers just really struggled down the stretch to make shots, missed a lot of a lot of shots, and just couldn't get anything to fall. So Illinois went from a three point lead. Uh, it, before Leron Black's three to end up being 11, and that's where the game ended. Uh, Rutgers only got it to nine one of the time after that. It stayed within 10, 12 points range, and it got, to, got as high as 15. Let's go back to the phones here. Let's go to our another good friend of ours, a regular on this Fashions Etc. game show, Steve up in Peoria. Good evening. How are you? Michael, Evan, thanks for having me on. Doing sure. wonderful. Beautiful Sunday. Yes, it is. Um, uh, nice job by the team today. Um, the guys, some of the guys looked a little heavy-legged in the first half, uh, and that's to be expected. You know, we played, what, uh, four games in eight days or whatever. It's a crazy schedule. Uh, and uh, it seemed like Rutgers was beating us to uh, a lot of the 50-50 balls. But uh, we came out and um, played a good second half, which I was really pleased with, and uh, pulled out a win. Uh, Tijon was solid. Uh, he's, you know, been the last four or five games doing a little bit of everything for us and, and mainly bringing the energy, you know, and just being consistent. But it was really great to see uh, Michael Finke and Aaron Jordan knocking down some uh, shots today and uh, getting showing that maybe they're getting back to themselves. And this would be the perfect time for them to reemerge as uh, the players they can be, you know. Uh, and like I say, it's that time of year that, you know, it doesn't matter who steps up. Uh, it could be someone different than, than the usuals. You know, uh, LeRon or, or uh, Trent, you know, so it doesn't matter. You know, we've got some good players on the bench, so, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, Michael, you uh, got me concerned a little bit now because I, I wrote down here I'd like to get uh, two wins in the Big Ten tournament, and I'd be happy. But, uh, hey, uh, I don't know about Michigan on that second day. I want to stay away from Michigan. So oh, yeah. if you can uh, work your magic here with these games tonight and uh, call some people around and, and see what you can do. Well, so you I'll ne- talk to you guys uh, Wednesday evening. Steve, before like uh, two things. After we beat whoever we play. Yeah, Steve, two things uh, and, 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 uh, for you. Number one, uh, well, not number one, but I'll get to those two things in a minute. We need Iowa to win. Uh, well, I shouldn't say we. We're not on the team. Uh, the line I need Iowa to win, and then only plays Iowa, because I don't want to play Rutgers a third time. Uh, I, I just – I. I don't, and I think the team would be more fired to play Iowa because of what happened here uh, last month. Where Illinois blew that huge lead to the Hawkeyes, and then what's not going to happen is you need Penn State to win, and that uh, or uh, you need um, you need Northwestern to win also, which kind of goes against what I just said. But I, I think it's going to be tough to avoid Michigan. So yeah, I, I don't know. Hey, hey, we go. We're going to play our game Wednesday. We're going to win Wednesday, and then. Whoever it is Thursday, hey, let's take them out. Let's uh, do it. All right, Stephen. Did you ever get in the doghouse? Around Friday. Did you, did you get out of the doghouse for uh, when you um, complain about how to take your wife out for dinner? 
Hey, hey, let me tell you something, Michael, real quick, if you give me a minute. Sure. I, I, I took care of that earlier in the week. We, we weren't going to have that problem today. But what I had to do is uh, we're going out to uh, Oregon in about a month. And so I, I told her before we uh, go to Oregon, uh, I would bring her, take her to dinner at the ribeye. Okay. Oh. So oh she, she was happy, happy about that. So I, I knew I had no problems today, no problems at all. So, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm experienced at this. So I knew what to do. I knew how to handle the situation. Steve getting it done. But, but, hey, but, but I might have to have one of you guys uh, give me a loan because, you know, at Ribeye, they don't, they don't play around down there. <laughs> but it, it's, gr- it's great food. So, hey, as long as she's happy, I'm happy. I saw the game today. It's all good. All right, Steve. Thanks so much. Have a good night. All right, guys. Thanks. Yep. That's Stephen Peoria. Always having a good time on the uh, Fast Friends Center postgame show. Good to, good to uh, hear from him, as always. He's from Peoria! Also having Bruce Weber on the program as well. Can't can't beat that. Uh, 217 text from the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Would you rather we play Rutgers, considering it's hard to beat a team three times, or Iowa, who embarrassed us at home? Bill from Peoria, uh, another Peoria guy. Again, I just said this a couple minutes ago. I I, I kind of want Iowa. I, 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 you know, if I, I don't want Rutgers again, I'm done with Rutgers. Let's just move on. I get a fresh opponent. Uh, playing Rutgers twice in four days, that's too much for me. Yeah, that and you'd think maybe if they played Rutgers, they would be thinking the same thing. We just played these guys and not as much fire, especially because they know the season's ending. And then if they get to play Iowa, they get more of a redemption-type game. They can go to this neutral site and maybe be Iowa like they should have the first time. All right, we'll take another timeout. The PNC Bank fan line, 356-9397. Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 351-5357. You can tweet at us using the hashtag PNC Bank Alani or the DWS Twitter account is WDWS1400. We'll hear from Brad Underwood, keys to the game, more another check of the body and soul school board, all coming up next on the Fashions Etc. Post Game Show. Michael Kaiser and Evan Kahn with you on a Sunday night. It's a combination of uh, our guys understanding it. Um, I, I, Doug, and you know how important scouting is. Everybody tries to, to, to do something to scheme you or take something away, and, and uh, our guys are getting a lot better at understanding uh, where those opportunities are coming. And today, for example, and we it's its a little thing, they, they tried to deny our reversal and make us play through our pinch post. And, and yet, uh, when you do that, uh, you're going to get some first cutter layups. And uh, uh, I thought once we cut hard enough, uh, we didn't, I did, the first seven, eight minutes, I didn't think we cut very hard. And, and so we only got a couple. But uh, that's a big part of spread. And uh, we put an emphasis on it. And we know we're not... Uh, Always going to be able to throw the ball to the block and score, but points in the paint are are, uh, are hard to come by, and anytime we can get them, we're going to do that. Welcome back to the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Michael Kaiser alongside Evan Kahn. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday evening. The Illini win on the road. That's right, on the road for the first time this season. Brad Underwood's first season will come away with one road victory. The neutral site win over Missouri back in December down in St. Louis at the Scott Trade Center, but that does not count as a road win. So a, a big-time win for the Illini today, regardless of the opponent. It's always tough to win on the road. Momentum builder going into the Big Ten tournament for Illinois, 75-62. Brad Underwood on running better offense. Probably saw it several times throughout the game. I think, Evan, the team is starting to figure out how to run this offense more and more with each passing game. I think Tijon Lucas is getting more comfortable 
in the offense, uh, just just for starters. And he's had a last great last couple games. Yeah, uh, I, it's a combination of the team figuring out, and I think it's Coach Underwood figuring out his team. Um, I don't. I know that's the second straight game. I'm not sure how many times Tijon and Trent have started together. But, but when they are playing together and they're on the floor, it seems like Illinois' offense tends to do good things. And we talked about it earlier, the assist-to-field goal ratio, that's going up. The way they're sharing the ball, they're not relying on Trent's ISO or, or getting it down to Laurent on the block and him just doing work. So, yeah, the offense is looking better. We've seen that in the results this past week. And um, the they've learned the system now they've had the whole year to learn the system they're gonna have the summer to really nail it down and then we'll see what happens what uh Tijon numbers the last couple of games that uh, Brian said in the post game show what are those again right he said the last four games 24 points for Tijon 17 rebounds 15 assists so just filling up the stat sheet yeah and of course we can get the turnovers for you too if we want but he had four turnovers today not ideal he had four assists to four turnovers so broke even there not something you want to see very often but between Frazier and Lucas eight assist five turnovers again too many turnovers uh but Frazier four to one there so that's pretty good and I you know I think people are starting to see more and more as Lucas is being more aggressive the, the one drive in the second half to the rim with the easy lay-in he can do that uh and I'm, I'm gonna sound like a broken record people are tired of hearing me say this and I'm a big fan of Tijon Lucas's because he can get to the rim whenever he wants he did it continuously in the second half against Northwestern had the one shot block in overtime and only lost that game but he has the ability to get to the rim and if they collapse on him he could throw it out he's a really good passer has good vision and I think with Tijon running the point and Frazier maybe off the ball Frazier wants the ball a lot obviously but Frazier doesn't have to have it every time I think those two on the floor together at the same time this season Things change next year when Io comes in, and we'll see who else fills out the roster. That when Tijon's playing at his best, I think that's the best for this team. Yeah, and you said it. Whenever he's got somebody to dump it off, last year that's I don't, I don't have his numbers, but he probably averaged six to eight points, and they were all from just getting to the rim and finishing at the lane, and and he would have people to kick to, whether that was Malcolm or Mav. And now, whenever he's on the floor with Trent and Laron and whoever else may be hot at that time. It's it's good because there aren't too many guys that are getting to the rim on their own, and and it just opens up all kinds of different options on the offense. Yeah, and I think that uh, you know Tijon has just been able to. I think as the season's got closer to the end, he's he's just realizing what he can bring to this team. His free throw shooting's a little bit better of late. Uh, today, from the line, Tijon Lucas uh, was two of two. Now it's only two free throws. He made both of them, but he usually would be zero of two. I mean, so and I think they were. Was it a one and one? If I'm not mistaken, I think so. So and th- and that's a big thing. He he tends to miss those front ends so that he doesn't even get the second one. Yeah, the, the confidence uh, has been there a little bit uh, more lately from the free throw line, which I think it was completely gone just three or four games ago as far as free throw shooting for Tijon Lucas. Uh, Mitch, Mitch from Barry in the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Great show as always, guys. I really hope that Michael Finke does not transfer, need his size and shooting abilities so much. Are Leilani practicing in a high school somewhere in New York the next two days? Does the pregame show start at 3 on Wednesday? Um, let me pull up the actual game time for you. Uh, I, I don't have it in front of me. Actually, I do have it in front I of got, me. I got it right here. The 12-13 matchup will be 5.30 Eastern time, so 4.30. 4.30 local. So 4.30, uh, so 3 game, three o'clock, you're correct, Mitch, will be the pregame show on Wednesday afternoon for Illinois and to be determined. Again, Illinois could play Rutgers 
if uh, Northwestern beats Iowa tonight, but Iowa's at home. So we'll have to see what happens there. And I don't, I don't believe Bryant McIntosh is playing. He hasn't been of late. I didn't check the Northwestern last game, but I don't think Bryant McIntosh will be playing tonight, which hurts Northwestern. Northwestern, of course, with that terribly embarrassing home loss last Saturday to Michigan State after being up by about 500 points in the first half and Michigan State came back to win of course I'm being sarcastic there well let's get another check of the body and soul scoreboard here brought brought to you by body and soul sports at route 45 and Curtis Road in Savoy yeah we said this is a top 25 check but the game that we're watching Nebraska still handling Penn State up 41 to 22 just over 16 minutes to go in the second half with that one to the top 25 scores only game going on right now NC State over number 25 Florida State 23 to 12 some already finished games Cincinnati beat Tulsa 82 to 74 Nevada topped Colorado State 92 to 83 and here's the one Michael Kaiser you wanted mm -hmm. to hear about we'll start with the first half oh, yeah. Houston led Eastern Carolina at the half 62 to 13 I think it was 75 to 19 in the second half at one point um, that's a rough day at the office for Eastern East, East Carolina yeah that one ended up 109 to 58 Houston ranked 23rd out of the American Conference I'm not sure who's in that conference it's a fairly new one I believe so I don't think there are too many top teams in there but nice to see them getting ranked in the top 25 and maybe they'll make some noise in the NCAA tournament we'll see Getting the uh, women's basketball team on senior day lost over at State Farm Center to Minnesota, 84-75. The Illini men's tennis team ranked seventh in the country, lost 4-3 to to Kentucky today, but really off to a great start this season. Of course, the Illini women's tennis team won the uh, tennis uh, classic yesterday, so they're uh, often rolling ranked fifth in the country. And break it down for you once again, 4-30 game on Wednesday out of New York at Madison Square Garden. Illinois will definitely play in that game. It was a 12-13 game. They'll play Rutgers again if Iowa loses at home to Northwestern, or they'll play Iowa if the Hawks win tonight against the Wildcats. So we'll have to see what happens. Again, our, our we're Evan and I are picking uh, Iowa. We'd like to see Illinois play Iowa. Uh, Rutgers, again, I, I'm done with that story. Illinois led by as many as 43 when Rutgers played here, and Illinois led – uh, by 15 in the second half today. Game was closer than that midway through the second half, but Illinois just the better team. And uh, Corey Sanders had a decent game today for Rutgers at 18 points, um, but it's very quiet, very spread out, didn't really dominate the game. And that's what you worry about with Corey Sanders. I mean, we haven't mentioned him, but he's a guy you worry about all the time. And uh, he just didn't take over the game today, which really was key to helping Illinois pull away. Yeah, he didn't. And he he didn't do a whole lot whenever Rutgers came to the State Farm Center earlier this year. I remember that was the big thing that Corey Sanders didn't really show up. And then he shows up today while Geo Baker throws up a goose egg. But he, he couldn't get it done at the free throw line, only 5 of 12. And you'd think, I mean, Rutgers still lost by 13, but that's 7 points right there, maybe 5 on average. And, and it could have really changed the game if, if he'd have just made his free throws. Well, we'll take another time out of the Fasteners, et cetera, post-game show. Again, the PNC Bank fan line, 356-9397. The Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 3515357. Got plenty of time for your calls and texts coming up next. Keys to the game. Evan and I will have those coming up next on the Fasteners, et cetera, post-game show. It's the Fasteners, et cetera, post-game show on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. 
Call us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397, or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Gets it to Black now. Black, five to shoot, hands to Frazier. Frazier, step back for three. Got it. Oh, that might do it. Frazier with a big three from out top as the shot clock was winding down. 73-60, Illinois. 50 seconds left. Frazier with a huge shot as his man fell down as he stepped back. And that felt good to see Trent Frazier's jumper go down there. And the Illini got the win, 75-62 over the Rutgers Scarlet Knights to improve to 14-17 and 17 on the season and 4-14 and 14 in Big Ten play. Obviously a difficult season for Illinois. Left a lot of wins on the table as the season moved along. Uh, puts it in the only position that the, the Illini are in right now, the 12-13 game on Wednesday afternoon, 4-30 tip. Fighting Illini game day gets underway at 3 o'clock on Wednesday afternoon. Illinois will either play Rutgers again or Iowa, depending on what Iowa does tonight. If Iowa takes down Northwestern, Illinois plays the Iowa Hawkeyes for the second time this season. Maybe Illinois could avenge the loss here in Champaign where Illinois blew a 20-point first-half lead. It was 13 at halftime. Jordan Bohannon had 29. Tyler Cook also had a, a big game for the Hawkeyes. A couple other role players had some uh, a nice nights as well. Time for the keys of the game brought to you by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign. The unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. Also brought to you by the Pella Window Store. Evan Kahn, Michael Kaiser with you here in the Fastest and Setter Post Game Show, the Game Day Studios. Evan, what's your keys to the game for the Illini victory here this afternoon? Um... My my key going into the game was to limit the scoring droughts that seemed to plague this team, and they didn't necessarily do that. They still had two or three stretches where they went three or four minutes without a field goal, especially to start the second half on about just about three minutes to start the second half. Right, and every and, team does that, but Illinois does it more often, and they have longer ones. Right, and and they they survived that. They responded to it well. They didn't let the lead get any bigger than that one. So. Really, the key to the game was just staying in the game, you know, just staying in the moment, and I think they did that very well. They looked like they were in control the whole time. Um, I, I didn't think even when Rutgers was leading or when we were only up by two or three, uh, once again saying we as in <laughs> Illinois. We do that all the time. It's okay. Um, didn't, didn't really feel like it was one of those, oh, no, is this about to fall apart like against Iowa back at the State Farm Center earlier this year whenever Iowa took that lead and you thought – well, they they just look like a different team. Illinois Illinois stayed to, true to themselves, and, and they were able to hold on. Yeah, I think that's a growth. Uh, shows an area of growth of this team, and didn't get rattled on the road when Rutgers started the second half on a six zero run. And I saved that clip, and I, we don't need it because Illinois won the game. Uh, but Rutgers went on a six zero run to start the second half. Illinois didn't score for three minutes, and I said. That's the only point in the game where I was a little worried. And then Illinois hit back to back threes, and then I wasn't worried the rest of the game. Like I it. Yes, it was close for a little bit, and then Illinois pushed it out to 15. But once Illinois got, you know, took the lead again, I took it for good. Uh, it, I, I was pretty comfortable that Illinois was going to uh, pull out with the win today, just because records, just the Scarlet Knights don't have enough uh, to take down the Illini. My keys to the game uh, were, were, you know, was the bench, were the bench and slowing down Corey Sanders. You know, so he had 18 points. Yeah, he was five of 12 from the line. Uh, that you know, and he didn't. 
you know, bunched 18 points together. Like, he didn't score 18 points in a short window. Like, it was just kind of more spread out. I, you know, you heard his name from time to time, but he just never took over the game. Had the breakaway dunk, had the end, had the foul, but I think he missed the free throw on the end one attempt. Uh, he just never took over the game. And that's when you're playing Rutgers, you got to find a way to not let him take over the game. He had 39 points against Illinois two years ago on a triple overtime loss to Illinois, 110-101. And you didn't let him take over the game, and you had a help from the bench today. And I think those were the two major keys to Illinois getting the victory today. Uh, Illinois also did decent from the free throw line, 18-23, to uh, and Rutgers shot 31 free throws. Uh, but Illinois... Took care of business today, 75-62 to get the victory over the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Scarlet Knights to improve to 4-14 in Big Ten play. will play on Wednesday in the 12-13 game in this year's Big Ten tournament out in New York, which I still don't like this. Mass Square Garden, I think it makes no sense. Uh, you only got, th- what, three teams on the East Coast. If that if that helps. Uh, I know Jim Delaney is a genius commissioner one of the best in conference collegiate conference history uh, but I, this is a poor decision and it led to condensing the schedule and if you haven't seen it he made comments to the chicago tribune i know you saw it as did i uh that will never it, it it messed up it wasn't healthy it wasn't good for the league condensing the schedule obviously illinois played four games in eight days they played three games in five days uh concluding with the purdue game and illinois started the first seven games of the season conference season with five on the road now obviously that was broken up a little bit with two conference games in early December. Didn't play anymore for almost a month. Uh, but Jim Delaney admitted that they messed up, that this 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 condensed schedule wasn't good, uh, didn't work uh, for the conference this year, and he, and he said that it won't happen again. Well, Jim, my only comments to you are, um, how did you not see that coming? How did, how did you not see a condensed schedule coming? And also, Jim, how did you allow only one team in the entire league play four games in eight days to close the regular season? And that's Illinois. No one else played that game. I looked at all the 13 other teams. No one else finished the season with that kind of schedule. And the Big Ten. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough, and especially when the Big Ten's done things the way they have for years and years. I don't have many years' experience watching Big Ten basketball, but they, they've they always played the very last conference tournament. And and this is the first time they did something different. It was learning, and it seems like they learned that it's not the way to go. Maybe they'll go back to how it used to be next year. That's yet to be seen. Yeah, and I, I think uh, it, he wants to play on the East Coast occasionally. Last year it was in D.C. So, okay, well, then bring it back to the Midwest, buddy. You know, and cause, because Madison Square Garden isn't available because the I know the Big East plays the next week, and so they wanted to play in New York, and last year it was in D.C. Uh, I think you heard attendance, and – I know it's about TV dollars now because Illinois is getting around $51 million uh, from the Big Ten Network and the TV deals. Um, but it needs to be about the fans a little bit at least. And having it on the East Coast in New York or D.C., you got Maryland, Penn State, and Rutgers. Everybody else is really far away. And who would, you know, majority of the fans or majority of the teams know their team isn't going to make a run this this coming week. So why are they going to spend the money going all the way to New York? And New York's an expensive city. That's very true. Yep. So it's just disappointing that it's out there. Uh, it's a, I'm off my soapbox for the moment on that topic. <laughs> I just think it was a – I never understood from from the beginning. I just don't think it benefits the Big Ten to play at Madison Square Garden. It's I know it's the mecca of basketball, but really I just don't think that arena is that special anymore. Like, I haven't been there myself, but it's Illinois has played there in regular season play in the past. 
and I don't having the tournament there. Tournament there doesn't really make that big of a difference. Stay with us in the Fasters Etc. Post Game Show Castle Heating and Cooling Text Line three five one five three five seven or the PNC Bank Fan Line three five six nine three nine seven. More of the Fasters Etc. Post Game Show coming up next here on Light Rock ninety seven point five WHMS and News Talk fourteen hundred WDWS Champaign Urbana. I've been really pleased with our effort, and it's 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 kind of only fitting, um, you know, I, that our bench has the night that they had. Uh, you know, we play nine, ten guys, and and uh, uh, to be very honest, I mean, we got um, you know the way leron has been playing. He fought a couple early fouls, and then Trent wasn't uh, uh, his normal self, even though he played thirty minutes. But uh, uh, from a productivity standpoint, you got to give Rutgers credit for that. But uh, um, gosh darn! You, I mean, nice to see AJ start making some shots, and and then you get uh, eight rebounds from Demonte Williams in 20 minutes, and uh, uh, AJ along with his with his 15 had um, four offensive rebounds. And Tijon, I've been playing him out of position all year. He's a he might be our best rebounder. I mean, he just goes and attacks the ball and all that stuff. Um, it was so important, but our bench was spectacular, and uh, uh, you know, I, I didn't think we were the smartest team. Today, I thought some of our fouls were just really, really silly. But uh, um, but overall, I, li- I really liked our effort. And I, Tijon was a, was a tremendous leader today in that area. Brad Underwood is a happy man, as you could imagine. His team's been playing better despite not getting the wins. 75-62, the victory for the Illini today. Of late, Illinois has not been getting the wins, but they got the win today. Got a win last Sunday. Maybe it's becoming a Sunday thing. The Illinois been playing on Sunday a lot. Illinois makes it to next Sunday. My money's on Illinois no matter who they're playing because Illinois won two straight Sundays. So just saying, just throwing that out there. You might remember that Illinois went 3-13 and of the Big Ten in 98 or 99. I can't remember. And then went all the way to Sunday in the Big Ten tournament. We'll have to look up here in the, uh, the media guide. Um, don't think it's going to happen this year. It's, the Big Ten's much bigger now. Uh, it's tougher to make a big run like that uh, because you play. There are more teams in the Big Ten, and the Wednesday day is an additional day in the in the Big Ten tournament, which was not there when Illinois finished three and thirteen under Lon Kruger. Let's go back to the Castle Heating Cooling text line with a scandal going on in college basketball. Two one seven texter: Can Illinois get a top five recruit that might decommit from another school? For example, Shaquille O'Neal's son. His name is uh, Sharif O'Neal. Uh, that's highly unlikely. He committed to Arizona. He's reopened his recruitment because I doubt Sean Miller is going to be the coach there much longer. But who knows? Uh, Sean Miller is adamantly denying that he did anything wrong. Uh, he's caught on wiretaps, which the school has not been able to get the access to those. And the FBI has the wiretaps. Pretty certain uh, FBI isn't going to turn anything in their investigation to a university just so they can decide if they're going to fire their coach or not. The FBI doesn't really care. Um, so Arizona's got a difficult decision to make without evidence uh, in, in terms of in front of them, along with DeAndre Ayton, the $100,000 alleged conversation. There's no no one's reported that DeAndre Ayton's been paid $100,000. It was a conversation that Sean Miller said that he'd like to set up. Uh, I don't envision Sharif O'Neal. I, mean, I don't. Where does he, does he live in California with his? Yeah, it says uh, Los Angeles. Whenever yeah. I looked him up here, so and well, most of his most of his interested schools were all out on the West Coast. Now, maybe you can remind his daddy that uh, he played here when he played for LSU. Right, 
Yeah, so make it, hey, you know, you played in the building before. Maybe send your son this way and have him put on the orange and blue. <laughs> um, but I haven't seen anything on Sharif O'Neal in terms of highlights or anything. I, I, just, I don't pay attention to recruits, recruits that Illinois has zero shot at getting. Uh, I never even thought Illinois was even, you know, dis- discussed with that one. But I, it's to answer your question, I didn't really answer your question, I guess. To answer your question, it depends how many decommit. I, I don't think we have a lot of five stars moving around right now. And frankly, it depends whether they're connected to the FBI situation or not, whether I'm interested in Illinois getting those guys or not. Uh, Illinois is still trying to get Tevian Jones, who was Illinois is competing with Arizona for Tevian Jones. He's out in California. Illinois is really hard after him and in good shape with him. And now Arizona might be off the list because, uh, again, Sean Miller may not be the coach there. Uh, he's a kind of a, a wing player. Illinois could use some shooting. Uh, he can shoot, so hopefully uh, Illinois can figure that one out. We'll have to see if they can get him. Of course, Illinois also going after Courtney Ramey. And then another uh, text, uh, that's uh, Bruce in Houston. Now let's go win this Big Ten tournament. This better be a, uh, this better be what Underwood is telling his team. Bruce, total homer from Houston. That's what he said in his text message there. Uh, I, I don't think Brad's looking five games ahead. I think he's just you know wanting to give his team maybe some rest a little bit. Uh, they're not flying back home, as you, as you probably already know. It makes no sense for Illinois to fly home today and turn around and fly out either tomorrow night or Tuesday morning. Uh, so they're just staying on the East Coast until the Big Ten tournament is over for Illinois. We'll have to see how that goes. Uh, 309 Texter, I would take Iowa players over Illinois players. Illinois is still making stupid fouls. They're running the shot clock down. Illinois is making stupid fouls, but Mark Allstork is one guy that's not going to be here next year. He's made a lot of those. I know other guys are making them as well. Uh, Iowa, I understand that you know Jordan Bohannon has 29 points. Tyler Cook is really good. He won't be here next year. Luke Garza had 19 against Illinois. I don't know if that guy's going to do that. That surprised no. me. Uh, that just those aren't. He's not doing that in a game in game out. I don't need to look at the stats to to realize that he had a great game against Illinois, and uh, that really hurt the Illini. I want to mention also the the keys to the game earlier were also brought to you by the Pella Window Store for all your window and door needs. Visit the Pella Window Store on Country Fair Drive or go to PellaOfChampagne.com and Hickory Point Bank in Champaign. 356-9397 is the PNC Bank fan line. The Castle Heating heating and Cooling text line 351-5357. Take one final time out to get another check of the Body and Soul scoreboard. So still time to get your thoughts in on today's win, the Big Ten Tournament, or with the season overall. It's the Fasters Etc. postgame show. Michael Kaiser and Evan come with you here on a Sunday evening. Trent Frazier in front of the Rutgers bench. Lob out top to Finky. Top of the key. Three is good. Michael Finky with his first three in a while. Yeah, he did a great job. They double-teamed Frazier. He got to the open spot at the top of the key there, and he nails the three. Well, I have missed his outside shooting like that. 21-16, the Illinois lead is five. Welcome back to the Fasters, etc. Post game show. Michael Finke with a three early in the game got his confidence going. Had 19 points. Michael Finke six rebounds, one assist as well. Only two fouls, six attempts from the field, two of four from downtown. It's a game, kind of game we haven't seen from Michael Finke, especially in conference play at all this season. So a great performance by him when the Atlanta needed it from him off the bench. 37 points once again and 20 rebounds for the bench for Illinois. The bench mob getting it done for the Illini. This after, earlier this afternoon, 75-62 over the Scarlet Knights. 
The Illini with their first road win of the season. Good to say that, finally. Well, uh, we talked about before the break, uh, Evan, uh, the tonight, it was actually 1999. Illinois went 3-13 and in Big Ten play and made it all the way to the Big Ten Tournament Championship game. They beat Minnesota, who was ranked 23rd in the country at the time, 67-64. Beat Indiana, ranked 17th, 82-66, just throttled the Hoosiers. Then Ohio State ranked 11th in the country at the time. Illinois beat them 79-77, but lost to Michigan State, who was ranked 2nd in the country, 67-50. was in the Big Ten Championship game in 1999. So, again, that was a 14-18 and 18 team and 3-13 in Big Ten play. Very similar record to this. Now, they they had a stretch there where they played, only played 16 conference games. And then 2007-2008, Evan uh, Kahn, my partner, Michael Kaiser with you, uh, remind me of this season. 2007-2008 season, 5-13 and 13 in Big Ten play, 16-19 and 19 overall. So, again, a similar conference record. The Atlanta made the run all the way to the Big Ten Tournament Championship game. Uh, that, that was in Conseco Fieldhouse. The 99 team was in Chicago. Uh, beat Penn State 64-63, number 17 Purdue 74-67 in overtime, beat Minnesota 54-50, and then uh, lost to Wisconsin 61-58, Wisconsin ranked 8th in the country at the time. So Illinois has done this with a 3-13 and record in 1999, and then a 5-13 record in 2008, and now a 4-14 and record in the Big Ten. Now again, there, there's more games you have to play. You have to win four games to make it to the championship game instead of winning three games. And does is Trent Frazier a Dimitri McCamey or a Corey Bradford? Because that's the kind of performance we would need. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna need a guy to get hot uh, from three point range, and it's, it's gonna have to be game after game after game. And you're gonna need multiple guys because at times it's been LeRon Black and Trent Frazier and no one else. With that, you know, about a. Two or three weeks ago, that's what the big problem was. But then you had Purdue where you had Tijon Lucas with 12. DeMonte Williams had 11. You had four guys in double figures. And, you know, Tijon Lucas and DeMonte were hitting threes. And they were four of four at one point in that game. That just doesn't happen very often. So that was key. And then and then today, uh, you had 14 for LeBron Black, who had four, trout, uh, had four fouls and only played 17 minutes. 15 for Jordan, 19 for Finky, 9 for Frazier, 6 for Nichols. Uh, six for Lucas. So you didn't have four guys in double figures. You know, I mentioned Aaron Jordan had 15. Uh, you had three guys in double figures, and you had Frazier with just one short of that. Uh, you had, uh, they really spread the scoring out today, and I, I think that really helped uh, the Atlanta. Let's get a final check of the uh, body and soul scoreboard here. Uh, just a quick check before we uh, wrap up today's show. Yeah, the two Big Ten games we're watching, one of them not on yet. That's coming up here in about a half hour. Northwestern taking on Iowa. That will decide who Illinois will face on Wednesday. The one going on right now, Nebraska still ahead of Penn State, 59-45. to uh, Just about seven and a half minutes to go in that one. Coming up this week here on Our Airwaves, we've got the Coach Brad Underwood show tomorrow night at 7 here on DWS and WHMS. They'll be doing that one from up in New York City. That should be fun. Then Big Ten basketball for men's and women's gets underway on Wednesday. The women, I'm not sure how we're going to handle... Yeah, we, we haven't, haven't decided that one. Haven't yet. decided programming, but we'll just let you know that the women are expected to start somewhere around 3:30. They will play after the 12:13 game. They will take on Penn State and Illinois. Plays at 4:30 against either Iowa or Rutgers. We will find that out this evening. All right, that's a check of the Body and Soul scoreboard brought to you by Body and Soul Sports at Route 45 and Curtis Road in Savoy. 
Well, great show, Evan. Uh, thanks uh, to your uh, stepping in for Matt McCumber today. I uh, always appreciate uh, your help, usually behind the scenes, but also on the air tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yep, uh, that's going to do it for Evan Kahn. I'm Michael Kaiser. Thanks uh, for your phone calls and text messages. Always, most of all, thanks for listening, uh, sticking with us on this Sunday for an Illini win, 75-62, the first Big Ten, first road win of the season. Thanks to Blake Landa as well. He's been running the controls for the women's game as well. Help us with the phone calls uh, behind the scenes for this show. So have a great weekend. Rest of your weekend, everybody. The preceding program was an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Station. We feel so badly, but it's still a great night. Thank you all.